Hey everybody, it's Leslie, back again for another episode of 20 Minute Fitness. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. We always love new listeners. If you did not know, the 20 Minute Fitness podcast is produced every Thursday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.20minute.fitness. As always, the 20 Minute Fitness podcast is powered by ShapeScale. ShapeScale is a 3D body scanner scale and fitness tracker. You step on it and it digitizes your body composition in photorealistic 3D. Now available for pre-order on shapescale.com. And just at the top of the episode, I thought I would mention to you guys that we have a podcast giveaway going on for the month of July. It's a $1,200 grand prize with 14 brands on board from Honey Stinger Nutrition to Gainful Protein, Oliver's Sports Apparel, Roan Sports Apparel. Um, we have a ton of amazing brands and it's a great kit to start off your summer and to enter the contest. It really couldn't be easier. Um, all we're looking for you to do is to review us on iTunes. Um, just go into your iTunes podcast app and uh, do a little review, uh, five stars preferably, uh, write a little blurb and then uh, screenshot it and then send that screenshot to me. So you can send that to my email, which is leslly at shapescale.com. That's leslie at shapescale.com. And you will be entered into the podcast and, or you'll be entered into the podcast giveaway, I should say. And, uh, yeah, so it's a great prize, super easy to enter. Um, and we'll be announcing the winner in early August. So you'll be hearing from us soon. So feel free to, uh, rate and review and you could be rewarded for it. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So this week we're going to be talking about the topic of superfoods and more specifically we're going to be talking about superfoods in the realm of what they are, can we define what superfoods are, are they an actual category of food Um, and if they are a real thing then um, what is technically a superfood? Um, Is an almond a superfood? Is um, acai a superfood? Um, I mean, we've seen it on magazine covers on shows like, you know, Dr. Oz um, from Oprah fame. And I'm just curious of what they actually are. And in this episode, we're going to be diving into that. So um, sit back and tune in and let's learn about superfoods. Okay, so in my research and by research, I mean, uh, looking up articles to the best of my ability on Google, but I found some pretty good articles about superfoods. Um, and essentially the box that superfoods come in is essentially nutrient dense and diverse food, um, could be considered super. Um, the richness of the nutrients in a food and the number of different nutrients help us to understand the superness of a particular food. Um, any superfood worth the label is a rich source of phytonutrients, um, essentially healthy chemical compounds that exist in plants. Finally, to qualify as super, a food has to load the body with as many nutrients as possible and be as free as it can be of toxins like pesticides, herbicides, hormones, steroids, and other chemicals. So as I was saying before, it seems like superfoods, there's a new one every week from you know, almonds to avocados to kale to quinoa. Um, it seems that a new trendy superfood is coming up every week. So we're going to go through a couple of, you know, the most famous of the superfoods and really dive into what their nutrient profile looks like and whether the nutrients that are actually packed into the, those foods are worth the hype. So let's start off with one that maybe 
a lot of people have tried and it's become pretty common and pretty fair game um, within the past few years and that is quinoa. So quinoa is a real sweetheart in the health food industry. It's oats and broccoli um, if they had a superfood love child. Um, nutritionally, it seems to have much to offer. 200 grams of cooked quinoa provides 222 calories, uh, 5 grams of fiber, and as much protein as a cup of milk, which is 8 grams of protein. And more than 10% of your daily B vitamin needs, um, as well as unusually high iron and zinc levels for a plant food. Essentially, the bottom line with quinoa is that it is a richly nutritious food. Um, and it is a great swap out for um, different grains throughout your day, um, whether it's breakfast and cereal or granola or replacing, you know, that carb heavy um, rice for a side of quinoa is a great option. Um, therefore, it definitely deserves the title of a superfood. So next comes coconut water. Coconut water um, has kind of exploded in the last few years. It's kind of seen as, you know, nature's sports drink. And I am kind of ambivalent about coconut water. It's lower in sugar and in calories than traditional soft drinks and other juices and has unusually high levels of fiber for a drink. Um, it's high levels of potassium, um, which is good for blood pressure control, which has made it, you know, the sports drink sensation that it is. Um, it contains almost as much potassium as a potato or a sweet potato and has more potassium than a banana. So the bottom line with coconut water being that there is some evidence to support coconut water as a sports drink, um, but for those not doing a sport, um, it's really little more than a sugar drink with a few extra calories. So um, it may not be worth the title of superfood and it may not be worth um, having on your shelf just to drink uh, without the need of sport. Okay, and then we'll be moving on to maybe a more sensational food, which is the goji berry. And um, that's G-O-J-I. Um, and goji berries benefited from being praised by the likes of Dr. Oz, who described it as, quote unquote, the most potent antioxidant fruit that we know of. Uh, the only data that we have on the goji berry comes from those who sell them, um, who claim that a 28 gram serving of dried berries contains 140% of our daily vitamin A requirements, which might sound like some sort of big feat, but um, this is, however, the same um, vitamin A requirements as you would get out of, uh, you know, orange or red fruits that contain much fewer calories. Um, so that would be carrots or oranges. Also, you would need to eat about 500 calories worth of goji berries um, to get the vitamin C you'd find in an orange, making the goji berry not super worthy of the superfood title mostly because the benefits of the goji berry are backed by industry-sponsored research and large-scale internet hype. And just clicking away here, we're going to move on to almonds. Um, we have the evidence to show that almonds, uh, which have been on the list of superfoods for as long as the term has been used, uh, can improve heart health and diabetes management. So essentially, all nuts are high-calorie foods, uh, but 28 grams of almonds, 23 kernels, has fewer calories than we once thought. Um, 29 calories instead of 62 calories um, per 23 kernels. Um, this is thought to be due to the incomplete digestion of some nuts, uh, which end up literally flushed down the toilet. Uh, without changing anything else in their diets, people who eat almonds tend to lose weight, which is pretty exciting for a high-calorie and high-fat food. And they are one of the richest sources of vitamin E, which is one of the most difficult nutrients to obtain in a daily diet. 
The bottom line being with almonds and its superfood relations, almonds are at the top of the superfood chain as it's backed by good evidence that they can help control cholesterol, blood sugar, and reduce inflammation. Um, they do all of this without causing unwanted weight gain, and I think that that's very much quantifies it as a superfood. Next up to bat being avocados, and avocados are insanely nutritious. Um, I almost think it's unfair to other foods how nutritious just one avocado is. Um, three quarters of an avocado, 150 grams, provides 40% of your daily fiber needs um, for an average female, 25% of your vitamin C, 16% um, of your hard-to-get antioxidant vitamin E, and 39% of vitamin K requirements, as well as 10% of B vitamins and 30% of folic acid, making it a great choice whether it's on a salad or even tossed on a burger. Um, an avocado is truly a dense way to kind of get in your last minute nutrients. Avocados are also full of monosaturated fats or otherwise known as the good fat. And these good fats are amazing for controlling cholesterol and also helping with the management of diabetes. So when it comes to donning the superfood label, avocados seem to be the real deal and they won't cause your waistline to expand while also getting those healthy fats into your system. But you have to keep in mind that you have to ingest avocados sensibly. So, you know, maybe not every single day or at every single meal. Um, I know here in California, everybody's absolutely obsessed with avocados from avocado toast to putting it on every salad on the menu. So um, again, it's not something that you should eat absolutely every day, but it's a great um, thing to supplement your diet, um, maybe on a couple of week or a couple days a week basis. And another not so likely superfood candidate is oysters and mussels. Um, salmon is also so popular and could also be considered a superfood, much for the same reasons that an avocado is, and that it's um, at really dense with monosaturated fats. But um, I don't want to put salmon down, but it is worth looking at other seafoods for their nutritional value. So oysters um, may be seen as a delicacy, but they do have high levels of those good fats that we were talking about earlier. Um, they are lower compared with salmon, but then again, eight oysters contain about 67 calories compared to 250 calories in a salmon filet. So there's a little bit of give and take there. Uh, they also contain about 250% of your daily zinc needs, which is um, also very important um, for testosterone levels. Oysters are also the foods richest in vitamin B12, important for the development of healthy red blood cells, uh, which can be difficult to get as we get older. And with mussels, on the other hand, they aren't as high in zinc as with oysters, but they do contain an impressive amount of selenium, um, which is important for cognitive function. Um, about 80 grams of mussels provides 109% of your daily requirements of selenium. Um, they also are a great source of almost every major and minor nutrient that the human body needs, um, which is definitely nothing to snuff at. And previously, diets um, rich in shellfish were thought to have negative effects on heart health um, because of their relatively high cholesterol content. But studies now show that shellfish actually seem to have uh, heart health benefits. The bottom line with the superfood label being that shellfish and fish are both widely nutritious. Um, and the depletion of fish stocks is a serious ecological issue. Um, and so it's reassuring that oysters and mussels can be good for us and also good for the planet. 
And we saved the biggest superfood for last being kale. Um, and kale has picked up a lot of popularity within the last few years. I feel like at every single potluck dinner I've ever been to within the past year at least um, has had some sort of kale salad, if not three. Um, and it's definitely received um, the good reviews and the bad reviews. Um, one of my favorite comedians, uh, Jim Gaffigan, has a uh, joke about kale saying that it tastes like bug spray, which, you know, it can. <laughs> but there's definitely ways to cook kale and to um, put kale into different meals where maybe it's not so um, bug repellent like. But when it comes to its nutrition profile, um, kale has one of the highest nutrition profiles of any food out there. So just 100 grams of uncooked kale contains about 33 calories, um, but it has 200% of your daily vitamin A requirements, 134% of your vitamin C, and an incredible 700% of your daily vitamin K requirements. So we need vitamin K for bone health and also for blood clotting. Um, although it may counteract some blood thinning medication, which is good to note if you are ingesting a lot of kale and you're also on a blood thinner. Um, and if you eat it with some fat such as olive oil, avocado, nuts or seeds, your body will also um, be able to absorb more of that vitamin K. The bottom line with kale being that kale is so insanely nutrient dense. It's almost like popping a supplement, uh, which means eating it a few times a week is perfectly great. It's not a daily thing. You don't have to choke back that kale smoothie every single morning, but incorporating it in a salad or um, in even a quiche, it's a great choice to um, get all of those amazing nutrients in your daily diet. So how I thought we would wrap up the podcast um, on the topic of superfoods is to touch a little bit on smoothies. Um, it seems to be that um, the main medium which uh, superfoods are kind of delivered to us or presented to us or at least marketed to us. And how I thought we would finish up the podcast today is to touch on the topic of smoothies. So smoothies seem to be the main medium of which superfoods are kind of conveyed to us or at least marketed to us. But I have been curious as to whether smoothies are actually healthy for you. Um, are they just packing extra calories into something where you could just eat a pint of fruit or you could just eat a whole food instead of something that's blended up? Um, so I've did a little bit of digging and we're going to find out what quantifies a healthy smoothie and what might quantify a not so healthy smoothie. So one of the first smoothie rules or one of the first, I guess, smoothie don'ts is to not add juice as liquid. Um, it seems like a logical way to make your smoothie fruitier, but the juice has a ton of sugar and isn't really necessary for creating a tasty smoothie. Uh, let fruit provide the fruitiness and consider other liquids like non-dairy milks such as almond milk, hazelnut milk, hemp milk. Um, now there's an oat milk that has been roaming around that has been pretty good. Um, and other dairy milks are great as well. Um, however, dairy milks do provide more calories, so you are creating a more calorie-dense um, meal, which is something to keep in mind, is that sometimes people think of smoothies as, you know, a low-calorie um, food, when in fact, if you add things like milk and sweeteners and juice and all of those things, all of those calories add up fairly quickly, and it makes for a fairly dense meal that you might consume really, really quickly, which is um, a good thing to note. 
um, and also might leave you feeling less satisfied because it can be consumed in such a short period of time. And the second rule in making your smoothie healthier is to use unsweetened ingredients and then sweeten to taste. Um, you might be surprised of how little you need. Um, for my smoothies, I usually put in about um, five grams of honey, um, which is enough for a whole blender full of fruit um, and unsweetened almond milk, um, unsweetened whey powder and fruit. So um, not adding anything that's pre-sweetened, um, just a, even a little bit of stevia can go a really long way um, and it can provide that sweetness that um, might be found in other smoothies. The third rule being that you don't need to feel like you need to fill the entire blender uh, to the top with um, just fruits, vegetables, milk, juice, what have you. Um, I feel like in commercials we see um, just the blender brimming with kale or bananas even. Um, and I think that that's a pretty big misconception and is another big way to create a very calorie-dense smoothie that might not serve you as well as you think it's serving you. So a scoop or two of unflavored whey powder, a ripe banana, and a little bit of milk or water is a delicious way to create a uh, nutrient-dense uh, meal, but not pack in those calories that you might not be needing to. And the fourth and final rule is to include some fats and protein into that smoothie. Uh, these slow down your absorption of sugar, or in technical terms, they lower your glycemic response. A scoop of protein powder is a natural choice here, and making the smoothie with milk, um, such as, you know, almond milk, cashew milk, what have you, um, is a great way to up the protein content as well. You can also add a dollop of peanut butter or almond butter or even an avocado if you're into that sort of thing. Fiber also plays a similar role here. So you could also use oats or chia seeds or even a powdered fiber supplement. And a bonus for any of these additional smoothie ingredients is that um, they will keep you fuller for longer, um, making these more of a meal than a drink. And that wraps up this week's episode of 20 Minute Fitness. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at shape underscore scale to share your ideas on what we should cover next and find us on Instagram at shapescale. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode and I'll see you back here next week. Bye.